<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. A Dear Media original podcast. I wanted it, I think, in my heart to make it work with you, but I really was scared and unsure that it would actually work because... I'd been hurt pretty devastatingly, and I almost knew deep down that I should not be going back into this relationship, but I couldn't just let you go. the beach with Kristen and Steven. I'm Steven Coletti. Hello, I'm Kristen Cavallari. There she is. And we are here, episode 102, The Bonfire. This episode aired October 5th, 2004. And the little summary that MTV put up says, a double date dinner turns from bad to worse when Steven gets jealous about phone calls Kristen is receiving from another guy. <laughs> Drama. Oh boy, my friend, we've got some stuff to talk about. Wow, Shocker. this episode was really hard for me to watch. And guess where I decided to watch this? On an airplane yesterday. And I was so embarrassed to be watching it on my phone in case somebody saw me. They'd be like, why is she watching Laguna <laughs> Beach? So I'm like sitting there taking notes. I was like, this is horrible. I turned the brightness all the way down on my phone so hopefully no one could see it. <laughs> That's so funny. I actually got done watching the episodes and one of my friends called me and they're like, what are you doing? I was like, for a second, I was like, should I tell him that I was watching Laguna? I was like, nah, I'm just gonna say I'm just hanging out. I was like, oh, I'm just chilling, just hanging out. Yeah, What's up? <laughs> so weekend. embarrassing. I'm just watching myself, no big deal. <laughs> yeah, I'm watching Laguna Beach. Oh my gosh, this episode though, so many cringeworthy moments. I thought last week was bad. No, this one is way worse. <laughs> this one was worse. I'm glad to hear you say that actually, because I feel the exact same way. This was hard to watch. It actually gave me a moment of almost like, well, wait a minute. We've got 26 more episodes. Like, Because like the first one was like, hopefully the first one wasn't just this like fun, like, oh, we're getting into it. It's the first episode. This is funny. And then the rest of them were like, oh, my God, please, PTSD. I can't watch this. I'm triggered. I'm I gonna, know. You know. What I'm have emotional. we done? This is why I didn't watch it for 18 Literally. years. But I kind of went back and I was I, I rewatched some stuff, which was which was key. But I think the way that they had our relationship from the jump, just so terrible. How did anybody ever root for this? Because if you looked at us and you didn't know any of the context and you're believing everything that's being thrown to you on TV, you got to be like, they need to get the hell away from each other. Like, what are they thinking? They're I know, like, they don't even like each other. Why would we continue right? to hang out and go to dinner and be around each other if it was really that bad? I mean, they made it seem like we were just honestly so toxic for one another. They never showed us uh -huh. in a good light of why we continued to want to be together and hang out. It's It was really interesting to me. It's a Twilight Zone thing for me because they take 
and I don't know exactly where in our timeline we are, but there's so much stuff that they take, I think, from the end of the semester and in the summer when you and I had, of course, made our decision that like our relationship was over. I'm going away to school, so on and so forth. And we're already both kind of single. And they make it seem like we're just like we're in this relationship, just blatantly dating these other people on the side. It's really difficult for me to watch because, yeah, why would anybody root for this relationship based on what they're presenting? And they're taking all these bad, awkward moments that we had because we shot so much stuff together, right? And there's so much material. But whenever we were maybe having an off day, something like we'll get into, I think, you know, when we're surfing and the surf lesson, but any of those moments where something was going on, maybe behind the scenes, or you and I weren't talking for a little while and then we had to get on camera together, it was bad. This is what they used in their storyline. It made it seem like this is another weekend in Laguna Beach. I don't know. I think when you're 17, 18, and you don't know how to express what you're feeling, you know, the things that come out of your mouth, you put up walls. I know I did. I was afraid to be vulnerable and it really came across. And watching it now, all these years later, I just have such a different perspective. I actually really felt for you. And my heart actually broke watching this episode. I really, I felt bad. Yeah. I had a little bit of a broken heart there. Definitely. You could see that. And I don't know, we found ourselves in these situations and you're so young and innocent and pure. You know, it's really, it's what I think makes this show is all those pure moments where we were not smart enough to not, you know, bring all of this in front of camera and understand how you're acting in a moment, right? right? When people say when you're an adult and you're having a bad moment, you're acting like a child, like this is it. We're (laughs) like, it's written all over your face. You're not making good decisions, you know? And and yeah, it's skin crawling stuff for me seeing, you know, the stuff that we'll get into at, at dinner, I think even in the beginning and the surf lesson, we were having a bit of a bad day, but I think that's actually, we'll talk about that, but I felt for you on that day, but, you know, going on and and the dinner, which was, dinner was probably shot much later down the road when we were on the outs, but we had to shoot a dinner scene for MTV and you could see that. I think anytime your phone rang, it was like, oh no, that's just... (laughs) Another guy. <laughs> they made it seem like I was balancing three different guys. Never in yep. my life, even <laughs> as an adult, I never have done that. <laughs> well, no, we're we are we're two episodes in, and you've got three guys in your life. Play let's, let's, We've got let's, let's, the tally. <laughs> yeah, I know you and yeah. me both. I mean, man, it's like I've got I'm I'm blatantly, even though we're in a relationship, considering dating this other girl on the side or talking. Oh man, we we'll, we'll get into that as well because all these little moments where they had me talking about. The differences oh. between you and Lauren, so awkward. And, and I was almost I remember feeling so weird when they were asking me about this. But then again, almost thinking that they wouldn't use it or like, this is silly. This doesn't make sense. So whatever, like I'll say something about Lauren that I like. And then, you know, they use yeah. that and then put that. Oh, man, it's. I wow. know. Well, we'll those, break those, it all uh, down. Sneaky, sneaky yeah. bastards. Yeah. yeah. They let's, get what uh, they let's want. Let's jump right That's into it. Sure. I like that the episode starts with that narration from Lauren where she sets the table. Again, this is MTV setting the table of what they want the audience to believe. You know, they do the previously on Laguna Beach. Let's drill it in their heads. This is the story that you're watching, right? After their, you know, beautiful sweeping shots of the coastline of Laguna Beach, California, which I wanted to mention this. I feel like those shots are used in so many places now. I always note them when you've got Laguna or Orange County and the cliffs and the beach. It's kind of some sort of a sweeping shot. And it was funny. I was actually watching... um, what is it? It's a Sasha Baron Cohen show. Oh, who is America? That's what it's called. And they've got a little piece in there that's like, you know, the beaches of Laguna. Oh. And then actually the Super Bowl this year that was in Los Angeles, they showed that shot of the montage and it said at the bottom of the screen, Los Angeles, California. Oh, wow. And I thought to myself, I was like, was Laguna the first to kind of, because I know it was known for its cinematography and Sham, who was the DP, 
had all these beautiful shots of, of Laguna. And I was like, I wonder how often this was used beforehand. And I thought about the OC and actually looked up the opening credits to the OC. They have a couple little shots of the coastline of Newport Beach. Oh. And you could see actually the credits of the OC mirror the credits of Laguna Beach. Wow. Pretty well. It's interesting. It is. You have I to watch didn't know it. that. I mean, it's so beautiful. I get it. There's no place like it. Change of season means longer days, better outdoor activities, and more ways to get healthier, including checking in on your health and wellness. With Everly Well, you can take action today by taking one of their at-home lab tests. Everly Well is digital healthcare designed for you, all at an affordable and transparent price. With over 30 at-home lab tests, you'll be able to choose the test that makes the most sense for you to get the answers you need, like the women's health test or the food sensitivity test. Here's how it works. Everly Well ships your at-home lab test straight to you with everything needed for a simple sample collection. Collect your sample and use the included prepaid shipping label to mail your test back to a certified lab. Your physician-reviewed results get sent to your phone or device in just days. And you can share the results with your primary care physician to help guide next steps. It's so simple. Over 1 million people have trusted Everly Well to support their health and wellness goals, and you should too. Okay, you guys, I took the metabolism test and this experience was painless. They sent it to my house. It was a spit test. It took me under five minutes to do. I shipped it off and getting my results took, I honestly think it was less than a week and they were very easy to read and interpret. So I'm happy to report my metabolism is right on par. I'm, I'm average. <laughs> yeah, guys. And I was able to take the overall men's health test. The test arrived at my house. It was super simple. They make it really easy gave the sample, put it in the shipping box going back. The shipping label was all right there. Had it done within the day. And for listeners of the show, Everlywell is offering a special discount of 20% off an at-home lab test at everlywell.com beach. That's everlywell.com beach for 20% off your next at-home lab test. Everlywell.com beach. All right, guys, this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, which Let's be honest. I wish this was around back in 2004 when this show first came out because I really could have used somebody maybe outside of this experience to actually talk to about the experience that we're going through because, Kristen, wouldn't you say that was a a pretty unique time in our life, right? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Very much so. I mean, life is full of all sorts of twists and turns, and it is important to show up for yourself through it all. BetterHelp Online Therapy will assess your needs and can match you with your own licensed professional therapist in less than 48 hours. I'm someone who's been in and out of therapy pretty much my whole life, and I do think it's incredibly beneficial to have a third party who's unbiased, who can just offer different insight than some of your friends or family members can. So you guys, this is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online, available to people worldwide. You can schedule weekly video or phone sessions, so you don't have to be on camera if you don't want to, and getting therapy every week is as easy as a few clicks on your laptop or phone. With therapy, it can take a few tries to find the right fit for you, which is so incredibly true, but BetterHelp makes it easy and free to change therapists if needed. BetterHelp is a great way to invest in yourself. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they're recruiting additional therapists in all 50 states. Visit their website and read their testimonials that are posted daily. One user says about Leslie Chapman, quote, she really listens to what you are saying, which is very important to me. She also checks in with me when I haven't scheduled in a while. You can really tell she's rooting for you. I'm very comfortable sharing with her, end quote. And they have a special offer for my listeners. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com beach 10. 
That's 10% off your first month of online therapy at betterhelp.com slash beach10. So let's get into it. It kicks off with us surfing, which, oh my God, I will say I wanted no part of doing this on camera. It's very obvious. I felt actually really bad, Stephen, because you were trying, you know, and I gave it a piss poor effort. And I, um, I definitely watched this scene and I was like, hey, what the hell was my problem? Why couldn't I just go out there and have fun and enjoy it? And instead, I, I was just being a jerk. <laughs> so I'm sorry. I actually, I do have some some memories from that day. I think it's always frustrating whenever I shot with MTV because we shot, you know, like a Thursday to Sunday every other week, mm-hmm. something like that. You know, MTV had everything always planned out where they had everything covered and what they wanted to shoot. I mean, they knew going into each weekend what they were going to, what they wanted yeah. out of each scene, right? Some of the bigger ones where stuff would happen in parties that happened naturally, they would just take that. But as far as getting those, those scenes where, you know, we're together, or, you know, someone just sitting one-on-one with somebody uh, talking about an event. You know, they had all that mapped out and what they wanted to get out of the characters, if you will. Uh, but I remember this wasn't something that they were hoping to get as a bad day between us. But it ultimately wound up being that way because it was a crummy day. I think it was cold outside. It was windy. I remember you didn't want to go in because it was your PMSing pretty bad. <laughs> do you remember Look, that? I'll take the excuse. I love you. <laughs> Seriously, though, I do remember it from that day, but it's 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 kind of sad starting that way because I think this is something pulled from, you know, much later on in our in our relationship where, you know, things were going in a different direction. And then, of course, they're jamming it in the beginning of the story, making it seem like, you know, obviously we're two people that shouldn't be together. Uh, so that was, yeah, it was yeah, sad to see it, that. Yeah, it was hard to watch. And I think, too, you know, they really loved the idea of getting us surfing since we lived in Laguna Beach. You know, it's iconic, obviously, even though I really I had no interest in learning how to surf. You know, I mean, I really didn't. Uh, But they were hell bent on getting this. And like you said, it was freezing. And I agree with you. I don't think they wanted it to go south, even though it did, because as we're walking away, the conversation that we have was all wild lines. None of that was actually said. You know, I'm I'm sitting there bitching on the beach. And then as we're walking away, I'm like, thanks for taking me surfing. Like, it doesn't even match up. So that was all MTV. That was not yep. anything to do with real life, which I just think is so funny because the tone didn't match at all. <laughs> After that, we have this, this scene setting up uh, the AYA, Active Young Americans, with, with Trey, which is great. This is a great in real life IRL moment. And Trey, yeah, in real life, was definitely and still is very active, very outspoken, very involved uh, in his communities. And this was the beginning of that. And I think this is a cool thing to show. Trey had definitely had his priorities straight. I wish I had a little more of, of I wish I oh, joined AYA. I was thinking, watching it back, I was like, wow, Trey was so mature and wise beyond his years. He really had it all together. <laughs> We're actually going to have Trey on in a couple more episodes. And I'm excited to talk to him. I mean, I haven't really talk to him. I haven't seen him in so many years. So I'm excited to catch up with him and see everything that he's been doing. But yeah, I will say Trey is a very cool guy. And I didn't appreciate him back then as I do now. So yeah, we're excited to have him on. Absolutely. After that, I I flagged the scene with Christina and Morgan and her college acceptance letter. So I vaguely remember Morgan telling me that she did not open it for the first time on the show, that they had to reenact that. 
Which, by the way, it makes complete sense. I don't know how you would hold on to an acceptance letter like that for however many days until MTV comes back and the cameras are up. I would be dying just holding that letter. But I thought she did an amazing job. She she gets an A for her acting skills. <laughs> right? Yeah. I, I didn't know if that was real or not. That's actually, I'm glad that you have insight on that because I was I was like, wait, did she actually open that up on camera and hold it that whole time and then have that whole build up? Because I'd be like, oh, that would be brutal. And And kudos to her for keeping it together and then you know, still having her, her wits about her and saying, you know, no, I'm still getting out of here. I need to get out of this town. I don't care if I haven't been accepted to this school. I know. I'm leaving. I really loved Christina and Morgan. And we were actually just talking before we started filming that the three of us were actually pretty close and MTV chose not to show that. But I love those two girls and they were always really supportive, really sweet. And you can tell just from their dynamic of what great friends they really were. But I thought, yeah, it was a bold move to open up your acceptance letter on camera. And I, I think she ended up going to BYU, though, didn't she? I we don't should know, probably actually. look at having them on. Yeah, well, I, I liked the scene a lot. I, it felt like it was unedited, but to, to find out that she had opened it already and they were kind of reliving that moment, they did do a good job. So kudos to the acting <laughs> okay. chops to those two and for their sweet friendship. So from there, oh, man, the grocery store with Jessica and I. I think last week I said that... I may have said my dumbest thing on camera, but every week just I continue to give some gems. Jessica and I grocery shopping was painful, to say the least. I will say, so not to get too deep, but in high school, I lived with my dad and my stepmom. My stepmom was 20 years younger than my dad. She was actually closer to my age than she was my dad. She never cooked. My dad was I wouldn't say absent, but he wasn't involved in my life very much. And it's very clear to see from this episode and actually the next episode that my dad didn't teach me some basic things <laughs> that I probably needed to know, like how to put oil in my car, which we will get to in the next episode, or how to order food at the grocery store. I mean, the fact that I looked at Jessica and I said, is it half a pound or half a pound is like, wow. Oh my God. Well, no, wait, you didn't say have a pound. I think, weren't you trying to say, should I get a pound or half a pound? Do you remember so what you were I trying to say? I wish that that's what I was trying to say. I, I don't think I knew what the hell I was talking about. Oh, that's right. You were saying, do, do I say, can I have a pound? And then Jessica's saying back, right. it's, half a pound? I mean, or <laughs> you guys are you guys confuse each other. It's at the a very grocery store, truly. <laughs> very sweet, honest moment. I think the whole process of you going through the store at Wild Oats there, an old Wild Oats, which is now, of course, a Whole Foods. But you know, we have a little bit of a misstep with Jessica on the cabbage you for know, lettuce. As you do, you clear you cleared that up for her, which was which was sweet. <laughs> and then the ultimate question: Do boys like feta cheese? Which we quickly learn. You guys have no idea what it is. <laughs> Where did that come from? You're pretty adamant about that. I was adamant about that. Couldn't tell you where that came from. But I have to say, after meeting up with you guys then and making dinner, when Dieter had no idea what it was, I was like, I told you, <laughs> boys don't know what feta cheese is. <laughs> so I, I think we should definitely point out also that, I mean, now you you have cookbooks. <laughs> You've come a long way. You would way never think from watching this show. <laughs> someone who didn't know how to order some chicken and was making a terrible pasta. The, the Italian ancestors of yours are rolling over in their graves. Just grave. goes to show you, you <laughs> know, <laughs> anything is possible. If you put your mind to something, you can make your dreams come and there's, true. And your cookbooks are good, by the way. I, I Thank have, you. You sent me a copy of one of them, and I've, I've used a couple of them. I didn't learn how to cook until I had kids, actually. I cooked a little bit, but that's when I decided 
that I really wanted to learn because I wanted to be the mom that made dinner every night for her family, you know? And so I actually took some private cooking lessons oh. and stuff like that. So that's that's when I started cooking when I was about 24, 25. You've come <laughs> so far. So you guys get, <laughs> I guess you're trying to decide between one chicken breast. Is that enough? Which for four people probably isn't, but you I know. I say it's not. <laughs> you guys... You're giving your best effort. So we decided to make pasta with chicken, and I guess we landed on an Alfredo sauce, which tasted mm -hmm. like feet. I have a MTV IRL moment. When you guys arrive to the house to start cooking dinner, there's this wild line of supposedly Jessica saying, do you think Stephen will be in a jealous rage again? <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? I know. <laughs> like, what is that? I was like, clearly that's a wild line that was recorded after Cabo. Oh. And I don't even know if that's Jessica. I mean, you, you say... I don't know, with Steven, you never know. Obviously, clearly a, a wild line that was not shot in the car at that right. moment. But first of all, I was like, jealous rage guy. I'm like, look, I know Cabo was a thing, but is that true? And then, it, I, it, honestly, it sounds like low. Oh, interesting. If you watch back, I was like, is that Jessica? Is, and I was like, did they pull that from the Black and White Affair where they're talking about us fighting all the time or something? Where was that pulled from? Because I will call shenanigans on that. I, I guarantee that that wasn't an organic moment. It was definitely MTV. Uh, and not IRL. Oh, 100%. So. Well, I would agree with you. I think they were really starting to lay the groundwork now between Sam and I leading up to Cabo. And Sam was another junior. You know, in my head, how I remember it was that Sam and I did date, but I didn't think that we dated until my senior year when you were in San Francisco at school. I know that coming up in Cabo, mm -hmm. we made out, but Beyond that, I don't actually think there was much to us, at least during my junior year this season. Yeah. And as we see, I guess in Wakabo was would be our spring break, right. which was March. I guess in April. March of that final yeah. year. So Oh, April, I guess. It was simmering. Okay. A little Maybe bit. it was simmering. It was it was it was it was getting started a little bit. A little like we've seen a lot of relationships in Laguna Beach. There was there's some overlap. So they were laying the groundwork and it makes sense because you know, in, I think Cabo is three more episodes. If all of a sudden I'm hanging out with Sam and you have no idea who he is, you're like, well, I don't understand what just happened. So I do understand from a story perspective, how you do have to build their storylines. But I, I'll give you that. I, I never remember you being in a jealous rage other than Cabo, <laughs> which we'll get to later. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that one is circled on the calendar. Okay, you guys, I have my German Shepherd Kona. She's eight years old and she is truly my fourth child. My family and I are obsessed with this dog. We are so excited to get our results back from Embark because depending on what they say, I'm going to talk to my vet and we might have to tailor her food or whatever her health protocol is. So I can't wait to see if she is predisposed to any genetic illnesses. I'm excited to work with Embark because they allow pup parents to learn more about their dog's health insights and their breed with the highest rated dog DNA test on the market. Right away, I just want to go ahead and thank EmbarkVet.com for supporting Back to the Beach. You guys go to EmbarkVet.com to get free shipping and save $40 with promo code BEACH. Embark is an incredible tool for dog owners that screens for more than 210 genetic health risks across 350 breeds. That's more breeds tested than any other dog DNA test. Embark is found to be the most trusted dog DNA test based on a blind study of 2,000 dog owners. 61% of pet owners plan to adjust their dog's routine, like I was saying, or feel more prepared to be a good pet parent after testing with Embark. 
If you do get a serious health result, Embark will reach out to you and one of their experts will talk you through it, which is very nice to hear. This test is so simple, you guys. It is a simple cheek swab. They have free shipping. You get your results back very quickly, and they're very easy to read. I'm also on a wait list for a Bernadoodle puppy, and so you better believe as soon as I get this puppy, I will be testing her as well. In addition to the genetic health screening and breed identification, Embark offers the Mystery Relative Finder, which offers the ability to find your dog's relatives from close to distance. Embark offers the most scientifically advanced dog DNA test. Their test analyzes more than 230,000 genetic markers. That's over twice as much genetic data as the competition. And right now, Embark has a limited time offer on their breed and health kit and purebred kit for our listeners. Go to EmbarkVet.com to get free shipping and save $40 with promo code BEACH. Visit EmbarkVet.com and use promo code BEACH to save $40 today. Did you guys know that thread count is a myth? Because it doesn't matter how many threads your sheets have if they're not the best threads possible. Bull & Branch uses the best 100% organic cotton threads on earth for a superior softness and better night's sleep. Their sheets aren't just buttery, breathable, and impossibly soft to start. They get softer with every wash. And that's why I am so excited to get mine. I just ordered some white sheets on their website. After going on, I read a bunch of the reviews. They have five-star ratings across the board. Their website was easy to use. And honestly, how can you beat describing sheets as buttery? I mean, to me, that alone, I am all in. The signature hem sheets from Bull & Branch are a bestseller and for good reason. Bull & Branch uses the highest quality threads on earth for a superior softness and a better night's sleep. Sheets made with threads so luxurious, they're beloved by three U.S. presidents. They have over 10,000 stellar reviews. Bull & Branch signature sheets come in nine neutral colors and in all sizes, from twin up to California king. They're 100% free from toxins, meaning no pesticides, formaldehyde, or other harsh chemicals. Best of all, Bull & Branch gives you a 30-night risk-free trial. How cool is that? With free shipping and returns on all orders. The annual summer event is over, but Bull & Branch extended my code for exclusive access to 20% off through the end of the month with promo code BEACH at BullAndBranch.com. This is their best offer of the year before the holidays, so you better act now. That's Bull & Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, Branch.com, promo code BEACH for 20% off. We go into the dinner party, and it was awkward to say the least. Did we record this like later on in in, our, in the summer? I feel like this is another one of those things where obviously we were on the outs. Maybe we were taking a break, or we weren't sure if we were getting back into our relationship because, yeah, the dynamics just not there. Yeah, and I also don't know if Jessica and Dieter were together at that time too. I mean, I honestly think the dynamic of all four of us was just off that night. Oh, you could tell you have that line where you're telling somebody on the phone, "I'm having dinner with Dieter, Jessica, and Steven." Ha ha ha. <laughs> you're like, "I know. I'll tell you about it later." I mean, I have a terrible moment where I'm attempting to speak Spanish where I'm awkwardly Oh, I thought it was cute. And this is a lot uh, really. <laughs> I That's thought I it was cute. <laughs> it was so awkward for me because I could just see the the lost little boy who is you know, no longer with the person, you know, that he was in love with. And that's, you know, that's on the outs and not really knowing how to handle that and compute that. You could just see whenever we had those rough moments and things were off at the end there, it was just, it was difficult. You know, it obviously it dragged, this is great for MTV because it dragged on for so long. Yeah. I think we both didn't want to say 
yeah, let's let's just never see each other ever again. We were like, oh, well, maybe maybe we'll still hang out from time to time. And even though the writing was on the wall, we kept trying to make it work. And for MTV, we'd hang out and do these dinners like this. And it just made for such awkward moments between us because it just wasn't the dynamic that you know, was was real and MTV needed it to make it seem like we were in a relationship at that time. Well, and I think it's classic high school kids. You know, there was such a a lack of communication and neither one of us could just say what we really wanted to say. And obviously that's just part of our age. You know, you have MTV throwing you into these situations that you never normally would have been in. You know, I watch it now, obviously, from such a different lens because I'm not emotionally wrapped up in it anymore. But my heart broke for you. It really did. I, I, I felt bad. Yeah, this it was hard to watch all this because what I remember from those moments and what's real um, out of it is you had moved on and I was still I was still hung up in it. Right. Also, the feeling that I was on camera while this stuff was happening made me incredibly uncomfortable because I was having all these emotions and feelings that I didn't know how to process yet because I just didn't really have the experience. And I'm trying to keep it together but it's all just boiling up inside of me. And, you know, it, it comes out, it came out in different ways. But even the moment where I come over to you and say, why are you being weird? Right. You know, and I'm trying to like, can we just please be normal? But I'm making it worse. I know, right? I know. That's what you do at that age. <laughs> I know. And you, and it's, it's you were like, I just, I want to go home. And by the way, you had detention the next by morning. The do you remember what you had detention for? I don't actually, but the fact that we're just laughing about it, we're like, oh yeah, we have detention in the morning. It's like, God, like no fucks given, you know? I'm pretty sure it wasn't your first or your last detention. No. So it was just, you know, another Saturday another, for you. Another day. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's interesting because we were on camera, there was such a vulnerability about it, talking about our real dynamics, our real feelings, our real relationships. And I think we all handled it very differently. I know for me, I put up walls and I didn't really want to talk about anything. And actually the next scene at the bonfire, when you and I are trying to have a conversation, the only thing I'm saying is I don't want to talk about it right now. I don't want to talk about it, Steven. And I remember this scene because what I meant was I don't want to talk about it on camera because I actually hated being vulnerable on camera. Of course, they made it seem like I just don't want to deal with it. I'm not having this conversation with you. I did want to talk about it. I just didn't want to do it on camera. <laughs> uh, it's interesting you, you say that because the scene before that, as we're teeing up the bonfire, they have a, a phone call between Lauren and I. You know, I call over to her work and, and say hi. And you kind of see that we're kind of laughing. It's kind of awkward through the thing because we don't we wouldn't normally call each other at work. <laughs> MTV needed us to speak real quick to connect the dots and set up the bonfire, right? But then after that, get off the phone. And then they have JD, who was a trooper in the shop, and they needed him to talk about Lauren. Like, hey, remember that girl he was just on the phone with? He wasn't comfortable with it. And we were talking about all this other stuff. And then somebody kept stepping in and asking to get that. And then they would step out. And then I think he just said what he said, where he was like, so how do you feel about juggling these two girls? And you could see I, I laugh right away. And it's not like, yeah, man, like high five. It's more of like, oh, he he said it or he said something along those lines. I remember him saying like, I'll, I'll put it, I'll find a way to get it in there at some point. But then there was also times where he would be pulled aside and then he'd whisper into his ear and they, they'd say something. And he would like, I'm not going to say that. Or like, Steve, are you okay? And he would kind of look at me and be like, they want me to talk about this. But I just remember in that moment, them forcing him to kind of ask that. It's not a conversation I had with anybody ever. Yeah. You know, I, it's those little moments I remember being so awkward because I just... I was starting to understand a little bit that they were kind of cluing into this of everything that they would ask us to say and, and all the stuff they were recording. Then they, when they would get to that one moment and they would, they would talk about that, I'd just be like, 
like, yeah, look, I made some mistakes at that time in my life, like, you know, hurting people I loved in, in different ways. Obviously, we were learning. And for them to latch on and just, you know, trying to paint the picture of this player was something I was so uncomfortable with that I just had to never watch it ever again. It was like, I got to put this in a box and not look at this because this is so weird what they created. Yeah. And I think we learned very quickly filming season one that they're going to get what they want, to your point. It doesn't matter how much you fight it, how much you say, I would never say that. I'm not going to do that one way or another. They're going to get what they want. And I will say I went into season two with a much different mindset because, you know, you only know so much while you're filming the season, what's going to happen, how it's going to be edited. And then when you see it, you're like, wow, okay, this is what they do. And as we were talking about earlier, you know, if you are trying to have a conversation, because I remember sometimes going in the bathroom and talking to your friend about whatever, because you think I'm off camera, but they're listening the entire time and they're still recording your audio, which then they can put in anywhere. So you learn very quickly, like, oh, okay, as long as I have a microphone on, I am not safe. And we actually later on, I remember we would like hit our microphones if we needed to say something that they couldn't use because then it would mess up the audio. <laughs> so you, you learn little <laughs> tricks. But I think when you can finally understand that they're going to get what they want and you can take a step back and almost look at it as a job, it becomes way more enjoyable. And that was my biggest issue with especially season one was I felt like we were really taken advantage of and manipulated in a lot of ways. And as I say this, I don't regret it at all. There is nothing about this that I regret. Truly. I'm, I'm not mad about it. I'm not upset about it, but I just think that's the truth. And as I had moved on in my reality career, when I could just almost give them what they want and have fun with it, it made it really enjoyable. It's funny. People were like, you know, I would never do that. How did you ever sign up to do something like that? Or you must regret it. I'm like, no, I don't regret it, actually. It, it, it gives you some tougher skin, I feel like. Uh, having gone through that, having looked back on some of the stuff and some of those moments, I can appreciate, first of all, not being in that moment in my life anymore, you know, <laughs> where you're yeah. not that young, <laughs> dumb. It's almost like, for people that haven't been on a reality TV show, you know how we hate hearing ourselves in voicemails, uh, right? Do you? I mean, because I can't. I Oh, my God. That's the hardest part about watching the show is hearing how I fucking talked. I know. That's so it's for anybody who's listening, who has heard themselves in a voicemail and, and cringed. That's a lot like what this is like. Just endless. Times for 20, a million. 27 minutes broadcast across America and then eventually the world. We should talk about the bonfire. Yes. There's a lot of. MTV IRL moments in this thing. I think the whole thing being, of course, set up. Would you go to that bonfire? Absolutely. Because you didn't want to go to the black and white affair. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah. and that's the thing. Every group setting during the show, I'd say, is I wouldn't have been there. I mean, I didn't hang out with that group of friends. I mean, yes, I would see your, you know, it was your group of friends. I would see them at parties and when we would hang out. But no, I would never go to an intimate setting like that if it wasn't for the show. No. Yep. This was definitely an MTV staged event, which they needed to do. You know, they had to have these moments, these buildups, and of course, really set the scene. You know, they needed to have the space, have it lit well, have everything in the background lit well, and then have, of course, the people that they need to show arrive and be on camera and let a little bit of the natural flow of a bunch of knuckleheads at 17, 18 years old, hanging out, shooting the shit, saying dumb stuff, not sounding very smart. And then also, you know, having their little moments where they would, you know, kind of peel people off and, and have them have a chat real quick. Meanwhile, we would have what was going on between you and I off to the side, trying not to be on camera before we walked on. But of course, they were catching that, which I don't remember, you know, what exactly 
was going on with us besides we were obviously on the outs and it was we were getting ready to go to college and you know things were just tough between us yeah I don't remember what our little fight there was about but I I do remember not wanting to talk about it on camera like we discussed earlier and I do know that I think when I was walking away or during the bonfire I pick up my phone and I'm like what's up Sam that was all MTV again that was a, a voiceover or a wild line I should say but again trying to lay the groundwork for who Sam is and what's going on with, you know, Sam and I. Yeah. What did they have you say? I don't know. <laughs> you kind of say my name. You're like, Steven? Oh, yeah, I'm over it. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Harsh. I'm pretty sure that was a wild line. And I think it's fair to I say I wasn't so. over you, clearly. That was my 17-year-old <laughs> way of trying to act tough. <laughs> you were, you had stuff You had stuff to do. You know, you had things going on. You had, Busy. You had... <laughs> insurance policies yeah yeah <laughs> very busy you had I was busy you had parties to go to you had people to see um but you know what I will say I thought it was actually a sweet moment between you and Lauren at the bonfire to me and correct me if I'm wrong but it felt like a very real conversation it was a real conversation yeah I, I'm glad that that's in there I don't remember shooting that moment but I know it's a real moment because I can just tell between her and I and we would had this conversation before where we kind of talked about where things escalated more from our friendship for moments and then trying to go back into being good friends and understanding that it was not going to work out between us. And we kind of, we, I think we understood that quickly, but then trying to almost carry on like, you know, nothing had really happened or not, not that nothing really had happened, but just kind of go back to being normal, right? Going back to being friends again. And there's, there's a struggle in that. I think people, different emotions pop up at different times, of course, because we are kids and hormonal and things happen, of course. But again, I'm glad that that moment's in there because it is a genuine feeling where I don't exactly apologize to her there. And I probably should have in that moment, but I do tell her that I, I'm regretful for the way things played out. And the fact that I, I know I hurt her during that time, just because uh, I was just a lost little boy uh, who didn't really know what to do and then found himself, you know, in way over his head. And she calls me out, which is great. I love that she called me out in that moment. So I don't lie to girls who have the same friends. And that kind of hit me hard because that reminds me of a moment, I think, when, you know, there was times where, of course, we when we broke up and then when Lauren and I were seeing each other or, you know, as we called it in, in Laguna Speak, hooking up or whatever. <laughs> and then you and I were trying to work our, ourselves back in to not properly handling the situation, right? Not properly telling Lauren, you know, look, I'm, I'm getting back together with Kristen. And I think also me being really gun shy and scared because of the stuff that you and I had gone through. And I wanted it, I think, in my heart to make it work with you, but I really was scared and unsure that it would actually work because I'd been hurt pretty devastatingly. And I think I almost knew deep down that I should not be going back into this relationship, but I, I couldn't just let you go. You know, it was a hard, hard thing for me to do at that age. And, you know, because of that, obviously Lauren, Lauren was hurt. So MTV heard this. They found out about this, I think, when they were first talking to us. And then this is what they, they really jumped on and tried to have play out. It was the whole season. I mean, it was the whole show. <laughs> it, it, and it does. And again, I, we've talked about it. It, it. it makes me very uncomfortable. And, and it, this is, I think, a big reason why I couldn't go back and watch is because they show this horrible relationship between you and I and then me just trying to play these girls. And it's just uh, not a good look. Yeah, I mean, I remember being really upset about how they always made it seem like we were fighting or just like we were so toxic for each other because, yeah, we went through our stuff, but we actually had some really great moments, too. And 
I do know there are some scenes later on in the season where they actually do show us when we were good. And and that always made me happy. And I would be like, finally, they people get to see how we really are. Like, if we were that toxic, we wouldn't still be together. I know. And I was to say, <laughs> how, how was there ever kind of this, this team Kristen, team Lauren uh, dynamic? Because it's like, there should be, you know, uh, they really paint you out to be kind of like a terrible human being, like in the first couple episodes, yeah. as far as the way you, you, you treat other people and, and relationships. And yeah. It, yeah, you watch this and you could think that these people should never be together. So I don't even know who in their right mind would think that these two people would be together. And so I was, yeah, I was going to ask you, is there anything upcoming? Because all that lingers in my mind is Cabo that, <laughs> and, and where we were at the funny, they're showing stuff, whether it was you and Sam, which was, you know, after our relationship was over, right. they're showing this stuff that was at the very end of our relationship that they're they're putting in the beginning of the story. So in my mind, it confuses me going, wait, so are they ever going to have anything of us like when things were good? Because most of the I good know. stuff was, was over at that point. <laughs> we were just trying to say, trying to properly let each other go, but couldn't do it and struggling through that and taking our, our wee time. So I'm like, all right, where going forward will Chris and I ever have anything positive together? I know. Honestly, there's only one scene that sticks out in my mind, and I want to say it's the season finale of season one where you and I are sitting on top of my car, or maybe it was your car, I don't remember, but watching the sunset before you go to college, and God, I can remember it so clearly, and you're like, well, what would happen in your perfect world? And I was like, every time you come back, we would still be together. Do you remember that? I just remember being like, remember oh, that. wow, thank you for finally showing two minutes of how Steven and I actually were. <laughs> and then that's it. Yeah, it's got me a little <laughs> nervous for what exactly they show between us because I'm like, man, is, is there ever going to be any good stuff? And again, yeah. they're showing stuff from much later on in our relationship or in the summer right before we went away to school where things were just totally on the outs for us. Yeah. But it, I guess, you know, it makes sense for them because in the audience's eyes or for what they're building for the audience is, oh, Steven should be with Lauren. Right. Like this, exactly, this is the yeah. way things are supposed to be. You're supposed to, you know, marry your but best friend. But he's not. So that makes everybody invested and in being like, why? What's he doing? Why isn't he with Lauren? You know, so. Actually, <laughs> that's a good transition, I think, to getting into our uh, kind of final segments on this episode, talking about a rating for, you know, an audience and a personal rating. What you got? I'm going to give myself an F. <laughs> I said some dumb stuff. I looked like a little brat. I'd say this was not my best episode for sure what would you give yourself i also have a personal rating of an f mm. <laughs> again it's it's the lost little boy sad going through a very trying time in his life trying to figure things out or not maybe not understanding how much he was exactly learning in those moments yeah. you know having your you know high school relationship and the capacity you think love is at that point in your life kind of falling apart having it happen at different times on camera and then having all of those moments being used in the beginning of the show really makes it hard to watch for me. So, yeah. but for an audience rating, I will say, got to give it to MTV. They've probably hooked a lot of people at this point. Mm -hmm. You got to give them an A minus. Audience has to be wondering, okay, what the fuck is going on with these kids? Like, is this real? And I think this is why we get the question so yeah. much. Like, was it real? Because there's so much going on and they, they did a good job of painting this picture and tying it all together. And people haven't really seen a show like this before. So they're, you know, using the wild lines in all these places. They're not having us talk directly to camera and state truths. They're just, you know, using these little wild lines that they get from us, you know, sitting in our car and then putting them in wherever they wanted to tie the whole story together. And because of that, I think people started to get really hooked. 
So you would give yourself an A for entertainment. <laughs> I would give the, for an audience's perspective, an A on the entertainment factor. Yeah, I would too. You would? Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move on to best quote. What would be your favorite quote from the episode? I'm picking myself because it's the dumb stuff that I'm saying. And unfortunately, so far I've had one every episode, but... I'm going to go with the have a pound or half a pound. That's a great moment. What about you? When we're talking about senior pranks and Trey says, very seriously, we're going to stick 100 goldfish <laughs> in the pool. And then Lauren says, they'll die. Yeah. And Trey says, exactly. That was a great scene. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to have to talk to Trey about that one. Still how, what his feelings are uh, on goldfish uh, these days. But Trey has a much better heart than somebody who wants to murder 100 goldfishes. So I, I, I think that that was something that just came up at the moment. And he was cracking a joke. But that one got me good. That was funny. All right. And finally, let's do a little, little do-over segment. Okay. I'll go first here. I think one thing... Well, it's again, it's actually kind of a repeat from the first episode that I wish I could do over was... Uh, I would stop nervously stuffing my face with the pasta that was terrible <laughs> and chew with my mouth closed. Ugh. And I wish I joined AYA and got my priority straight. <laughs> That's hilarious. Eating on camera is a very real thing. It's just never cute, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> but yeah, when you're doing it nervously, pretty hilarious. Mine, honestly, it's more of a general thing, I think, throughout the entire show was I wish I would just explain myself a little bit more instead of just being so short and just being like, oh, you know, whatever, like, screw her. It's like, just put some thought behind it. <laughs> it's tough. But yeah, I, you know, that's what kids do at that age. And they're not yet learning at all. And so MTV has all this juicy material to sift through and, <laughs> and put just gave it to them and on a platter <laughs> at our expense. Yeah. Wonderfully exploited for how much money again? Pennies. I think it was $2,500 the entire first season. Totally worth it. It's really interesting that we also still look back and be like, well, I do it all over again. I would. And obviously it's opened up so many doors for us. You know, there's a lot of yep. learning and growing from all of these experiences. And so I'm actually very thankful for it all, even though it still makes me cringe. <laughs> yeah. A lot of cringe worthy moments. Well, <laughs> Two down, many to go. Yep. So tune in, guys. Next Tuesday, we've got episode 103, which is titled Fast Cars and Fast Women. Why do I feel like both of those are about me? <laughs> <laughs> I guess we're going to find out next week. We will see you guys then. <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening to Back to the Beach with me, Kristen Cavallari, and the best ex-boyfriend ever, Stephen Coletti. We are so stoked to bring you along on this journey back through Laguna Beach with us. You can find us on Instagram at at Dear Media Studio, hashtag BTTBpod, at Kristen Cavallari, and at Stephen Coletti. Got any questions about the show? Give us a call on our Back to the Beach hotline, 1-844-LAGUNA-0. And if you like our show, please make sure you follow or subscribe wherever you're listening to this so you don't miss an episode. And don't forget to leave us a rating and a review. Back to the Beach is a Dear Media production hosted by Kristen Cavallari and Stephen Coletti. Our show is produced by Rosalie Atkinson. Post-production by Amanda Vandekar, Michelle Harrison, and Taylor O'Connor. Music supervision by Jonathan Lane. Our theme song is Come Clean, written by John Shanks and Cara Diaguardi. Cover composed by Steve Shebby. And our executive producers are Jocelyn Falk, Paige Port, and Michael Bostic. 